the restaurant can write notes about you as a consumer. They can write if you're a bad tipper. They can write down if you're stealing coasters. Are you supposed to be telling us this? I mean, I labored over this marriage thing for years. I'm just now kind of being okay with like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like, I felt very, very uncomfortable with the hyper femininity to I, be honest that, with you okay okay can't relate to cancel culture hookup culture or victim culture well neither could we we created this platform for those other girls girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a christian and conservative worldview we talk about life work relationships pop culture and everything in between so let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture but change culture Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Freeman. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. If this is your first time here and you're like, what on earth is this? The algorithm recommended this for me, but I have no idea what it is. We <laughs> are a podcast. For girls, by girls, supporting women. Um, and we're coming at this from the Christian conservative perspective. That does not mean you should change because there are Christian conservative can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Mm. But I think you should keep listening to hear what we view as Christian conservative. We are pro woman. We are feminine. We are I'm girly. Would you consider yourself girly? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I know you don't really like pink, and that doesn't mean girly, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess feminine. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Oh, 100% feminine. Um, Freeman's style. Freeman and I have very different style. Freeman <laughs> is so classy. I don't know how else, like, classy, Aww. like, um, New York Fashion Week, like... <laughs> I just think of like, um, just like classiness. I'm trying to think of. Oh, um, I appreciate G that Giselle type in my head, like, uh, yeah. So that's more Freeman, and I'm definitely like bright colors and flowers and. Pink. Okay, it's funny you say that. Um, my boss asked me to wear something more fun because I wore a blazer to work. That is definitely <laughs> Freeman. That fits you perfectly. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And then, of course, Mallory is much more girly and fun and colorful and all the patterns. And it's just so fun. <laughs> and it's just so, it's so funny to see us together, you know. But yeah. Mallory's got her own style. She's got necklaces. She's got earrings. She's got the hairdo. She's got the nails. Pink, pink, pink. Pink slash any color anything yes. colorful anything fun anything eye-catching yes and i'm letting you guys know this because well two things being a woman and feminine can it's a, a spectrum so we might not have the same type of style but we still are both feminine you can look mm -hmm. at us you can the way we carry ourselves and we're going to be talking about godly femininity and all that stuff in the weeks to come but we're still feminine and I might not represent your style. Mm -hmm. Freeman might not represent your style, but you probably fall in either. We're, I would say, at least for myself, I'm definitely an extreme. So you can follow somewhere <laughs> in my circle. 
Um, and if you don't fall in my circle, I'm sure you fall somewhere in Freeman's circle. So I'm saying all that just to give you guys kind of a hint of what this podcast is. We're going to be talking about girly, fun, pop culture things. And then we talk about sometimes a little bit more serious stuff. But our idea is really just to have these conversations that you guys are already having with your friends. Um, and just giving the perspective of someone who calls himself a Christ follower and who does identify a little bit more conservatively when it comes to politics. Um, mm-hmm. And we have a myriad of other shows. So those are the girls with Mally Friends is our flagship show. And then we have Freeman Free for All Fridays, which is a Patreon exclusive. I also have a movie review podcast um, called Oops Spoilers. We also are going to have um, two more new podcasts in this next year. We're about to go into year three, about a month from now. Yes, it'll be the third year um, of the podcast and... Which is really exciting because exactly one year from now we're recording this on the twenty sixth. Yes, exactly one year from now. No, twenty fourth. But pretty much the one year twenty sixth. But, but the anniversary party is exactly. Yes, the one party month is the twenty sixth. Exactly one month from now. I'm gonna get to the party in a second. Um. Okay. So, but yeah. So like, is one thing, and this isn't a brag, but it kind of is. Sometimes it's okay, I think, to brag on yourself. But uh-huh. a lot of podcasts don't last this long um, if they're not like one of those big podcasts that's getting like a million downloads and yeah a lot of people stop so i think it's fun to celebrate and if you're listening and you have a podcast i think this is just kind of just a reminder like you're especially if you're not backed by because money is what grows podcasts if we're being honest so if you don't yeah. have you know the houses of dollars to put into your podcast keep going keep going you're going to get the listeners you just have the problem is you just got to keep going anyway mm-hmm. so our one-year anniversary is coming up um and if you live in the charlotte area you are invited to our party it is going to we'll give more details later but it's going to be august 26th and if you live in the charlotte area reach out we would love to have you we're celebrating um three years of those are the girls and just excited about what the future is going to bring with the podcast we're going to have more tea parties we're going to have more get-togethers. We want to do more um, for women who are in unplanned pregnancies. We're going to we have some more things down the pipeline. We have more shows. Um, we're going to have more conversations. I really, uh, since we're having this conversation, I saw this video that really touched me about someone who um, I can't, I don't, I was looking to see what type of drugs it was, but they were on some sort of drugs and their body was like rotting and it was actually incredibly sad. I want to do an episode. I want to talk to someone who has had some sort of experience with drugs, like I'm guessing like fentanyl, heroin, something like that. So if you or someone you know has had some type of experience with that, let me know whether it was you who used it or someone you know uses it. Wow. I um, it was I'll, I'll have to show you the video. Honestly, I don't know anyone. I mean, I know people who, who like marijuana and cocaine stuff like that. But sure. Like, Nothing like hard that would like rot your body, and it was the Cocaine saddest thing. It's pretty hard. Yes, no, no. I, I'm not pro cocaine. I want to let's just get that out here now. I'm not pro cocaine. I'm just saying that like you're like the soft things like cocaine. <laughs> you know what? And I guess that could just be because just the people. Anyway, but you're right. Cocaine is not soft. Co- do not do cocaine. I'm not pro cocaine. I just I need that to be clarified. I'm not pro other things either, but. Anyway, my, but I don't think cocaine rots your body. I, I know that it, um, oh my goodness, is that girl that was on TikTok, 
she that's another thing she actually hurt it messed up her nose she was snorting it so much it's yes. so dis- oh my god it was like and she was warning people i'm like you need this is what should be as going to the schools none of that other uh, stuff they had she should be going to the schools it is disgustingly terrifying like her nose is like flat like oh, and she had no. to put so- oh it's so gross don't do drugs everybody seriously like that if you don't take away anything else from this podcast, I want it to be don't do drugs. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Drugs, hugs, not drugs. Um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> all that to say, I do want to have, I want to have, that would be good, really cool. Yeah, I want to have conversations, um, some really good conversations because I think these are important. And like I said, like I've never, I, I don't know anyone that's had that type of experience. And, I would dare say some people in our audience might not know anyone either. So I think it would be good for us, especially as Christians, how do we reach these for people? Sure. And 100%. I mean, looking at that video, I, I didn't really want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it like real quick. <laughs> I was thinking about that video, like this person, and I didn't really want to share it on my timeline because I'm always hesitant about sharing like homeless people. Like I, I think that's so tacky. Like don't record someone homeless at their absolute yeah. worst moment. So I was like trying to see um, if there was more context because the guy was interacting and they tried to help him. It looks like like when I did did a little bit digging, I tried to help him, but like he just wouldn't take like, yeah, it's an addiction. It really is something that's wrong with your brain. Like his body is literally rotting. It is awful. It's just, and he said it smells and like, I just can't imagine, but his brain. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I want to talk to someone who would have some more knowledge on that so we can figure out how do we help you. people and like what yeah. are some like tangible things that we can do. Anyway, that's what this podcast is. Um, if you haven't already, you should also join the Patreon. And this is like your 15,000 episode. Join a Patreon. It's just $5 a month. You're going to be able to get exclusive content such as Free For All Fridays. Um, we have some other videos that go on there. There's a bunch of other stuff that we've already done. Um what else is on there um oh and you get to know about things before uh everybody else does it is you would want to be part of the patreon and you're also helping us you're helping us pay for everything yeah. um merch we have a merch site this um tumblr is on there as well as other things that we have you should definitely check it out cute things if you like the podcast and you want to support us um i think that's those are oh join our app we're having some good conversations about the episodes on the app you should absolutely join the app i think that's pretty much it anything exciting happen for you this week nope i started my uh got my new gig my new job i actually applied as a server but i don't know anything about cocktails and it's a cocktail bar period so that was a little bit of a hurdle so i was asked <laughs> to come on as a host and like during that time as a host i can be learning the drinks and like tasting things and kind of getting that knowledge and then soon i'll be training as a server so that was you know a little bit of an ego hit but it's okay the hosting money is good and I i'm excited ask, to- is there like a pay difference well you don't get tips and so that's the okay. biggest thing as a host you're just not getting tips but i think the money's paid- still good like minimum wage though? No, it's more than minimum wage. So. Oh, okay. So, but the servers don't get paid minimum wage because they get the tips. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw that. Like, if you're serving somewhere in Charlotte, you can be making any. You can be making up to like three hundred a night, 
which I don't expect I'd be making. But anyways, I'm really enjoying the place and I'm excited to see kind of, I'm excited to learn and I'm excited to, you know, have a little bit of a challenge. So what about you, Mallory? Anything interesting this week? Nice. Well, first I want to say I'm proud of you. Congratulations. Better than DoorDash, Um, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, it would be, even though I've never done service, um, a restaurant or anything like that, it, it's just never crossed my path. Um, <laughs> um, God bless people that do. I, my, one of my friends did, and she said, like, it is one of the hardest jobs. Um, and yeah, it can be really tough. Yeah. God bless you. Seriously. God bless but, you. Okay. But something that I do know, and this is a PSA for everyone. If you make a reservation online, they, the restaurant can write notes about you as a consumer they can write if you're a bad tipper they can write that you were rude they can write that you showed up late for your reservation they can grade you so there's a lot happening behind the scenes they can write down if you're stealing coasters are you supposed to be telling us this dun, 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 the behind the- i'm just joking no i think this is like i think this is good to know because yeah. guys i'm sorry you, you know say, pause for a second you said stealing coasters yeah, we've had people like that'll steal coasters and like they're banned. And so wow. don't think that you're getting away with anything. You are being watched. They'll write on there, oh, this person camps for two and a half hours, or this person doesn't doesn't like sitting at the bar. So it is like well, you're being watched. Just know you're being watched. Wow, that is this is some good information. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll you won't like if, if you have a bad review and like you're in like your account, they won't give you priority to be seated. They won't give you like any anyways, it's wild. Like it is wild. Anyways, is but like know. it's good for the employees because yeah. you know, I'm not interested in like being spoken to like that and that's part of what i really like about this job is like the owner it like totally backs the servers and like the employees more so than the customers like there's a lot of times in the food service industry there's there's like a mentality that's like the customer's always right Mm -hmm. and that's a problem because if because the customer obviously isn't always right and so the default i think should be your team and preserving like the good employees that you do have and having their back so yeah wow okay this is good information everybody took some notes uh that's good to know that is good to know so for me um nothing really exciting happened this week um but i want to i have an accidentally pro-life moment i want Mm -hmm. to share with the class um with the class <laughs> with the class i want to share with the class um, with the students the, students, the students, students are all listening yes yes everyone gather around gather around listen, <laughs> um clap your hands if you can hear me <laughs> clap twice um okay so i'm re-watching orange is the new black i'm not endorsing the show i want to start off with that it is really saucy um it was the first show that i had ever watched in college that like was inappropriate. So there are inappropriate moments in the show. I'm not endorsing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for everyone's like, just an FYI, I do fast forward. Um, but I'm watching, it's more of like, first of all, background noise and the plot yeah. in the first like two or three seasons, chef's kiss, great plot. Okay. Anyway, uh, with all that out of the way, I'm watching the episode where um, one of the prisoners realizes that she is pregnant, right? Have you seen more of the Black? No, I haven't, but I you you texted me everything, so 
True. Okay. So one of the prisoners <laughs> is pregnant. And um, she and one of the guards are having a romantic relationship. Uh, and it's the guy from How to Get Away with Murder. I didn't realize that. Anyway, so they're having a romantic relationship. She gets pregnant. Her mom realizes it. And she's like, no, I can't be pregnant. I can't be blah, blah, You know, all that happens. Especially because she's in prison. So long story short, she wants to quote unquote get rid of it because it will mess up his job. And she just like, I'm in prison. I don't want to be a mom. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a baby daddies, right? Okay. So then she gets another lady in the prison to make uh, like a tea or something for her to cause an abortion. Mm. So she um, acts. You can she tell she's hesitant because she doesn't really want to do it, but she feels like that's what she has to do. And the lady's like, yeah, you just drink this and then you gotta do that and then it's gone. Oh and my gosh. Like, and then she asked, she was like, do you think the baby's gonna feel it? And the lady's <gasps> like, no, they don't even have brains at this point, right? So then she drinks the tea. So you're like, mm. oh, goodness. But then um, later, she, the mom admits that she had the lady who made the tea just make something up. She wasn't going to actually do an abortion. And the mom's like, you're not going to kill my grandchild. And then she's like, but mom, I can't. And then she's like, yeah, you can. We're going to figure it out. Like your kid, she's like, your kids give you hope. That gives you something to look forward to in life. Wow. Like, essentially. Yeah. And it's act, like super pro-life, acting like pro-life. Wow. So then she says that. And then um, the girl admits like, she's kind of glad it didn't work. It wasn't real. So it was just like, oh, wow, look at that. You're so good at you're so good at like picking up on things like that. Like, I feel like if I'm watching a film, I kind of like get lost in it and I don't make connections. But I feel like it's so cool that you are able to make these connections and like bring them back. And gosh, your mind is always working. Your mind is always working. Okay, so the only reason, and this isn't like to brag, it's just like no, how it happens in my mind. So uh-huh. ever since I started like writing my own stories and like getting really serious about it, and then like I sometimes watch YouTube's about like how to how to create a story, I cannot look at any type of uh, entertainment and just like watch it for what it is. And my brother's the exact oh, same yeah. way. We'll be mm-hmm. watching stuff and be like, "Well, that's it." Like even Chekhov's gun thing. We're all I always try to say it before he does, and then you know my parents are like, "Okay, well." let's just watch the movie and then I'm like this is this and I just I can't like ever since I started trying to I don't necessarily want to write movies but like it's all the same like you have to write a story you want to be captivated you want to keep your audience interested and the things that typically not all the time the things that are big that we see those are like the top notch because I don't think we realize I didn't realize this until my brother started watching a bunch of like random films there's thousands on thousands of movies that we have never heard of that have the most interesting plot they just didn't get big yeah, yeah. and some of them are actually really really good i so, think those i think low budget productions are top yes they're yes. same there is this one movie my brother showed me so good it i think it was filmed in like someone's house and it, mm-hmm. it's not that low budget but it's definitely like i mean it's called coherence no one's heard of it it's not a Mm -hmm. we should we should watch it it's so good great message but you know throughout the whole movie we're like okay this is analyzing okay this connects to this this connects to that oh wow anyway so that's just a little little thing about me well i love it 
Well, we should get started. Um, 20 minutes in, haven't started yet, but that's okay. We have stories to do. Um, I actually think the first story should be that tweet that is in the docket. Okay. Um, let's start off with that. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So our first story is really just a tweet. And I kind of just wanted to talk about, just discuss why we think this is. Talk about the tweet. Um, and I've been thinking like a version of this all this past week. It says, uh, this is by some girl, officially Allie. I don't know why I said her name. It doesn't really matter. Um, my takeaway from Barbie and Taylor is that we are starving for community and shared experience. Calling out, hi, Barbie, and exchanging friendship bracelets with strangers shows that we are not alone. We can still love and experience things together, and we've needed that. I've been seeing, like, variations of that in, like, this summer was for the girlies, thinking about, like, all the stuff with Taylor and Barbie and Little Mermaid. Yeah, um, yeah. And it does feel like this was the summer for the girlies. Um, yeah. But I really, I think that this just kind of shows, especially coming out of um that everybody is really starving for like friendship and camaraderie and mm-hmm. and also I was thinking about this when you weren't at the event but when we went to the thing um the Taylor Swift like music thing mm-hmm. and I'm not even a Swifty like I knew like maybe one third of the songs yeah um but everyone was so kind everybody was so happy everybody mm-hmm. generally looked so cute in their it was like a variety of outfits and, you know, mm-hmm. someone bumped into someone and it was like, oh, sorry. As opposed to, you yeah. know, sometimes when you go out, especially when, and this is not a dig at men, but like when you go to places and you bump into a man and he's usually like about it and it's like, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Like Watch we are it. in a tight space. Yeah. So anyway, it was just like such a, like a fun, like girly. And it kind of, and at one point I was standing there and I was like looking around and it was like, we all probably have a wide variety of beliefs. Um, you know, if you've ever seen my phone, my phone case says pro-life is mm-hmm. pro-woman. So mm-hmm. <laughs> when I would ask people to take pictures of the group or like, oh, what phone are we use? And we use my phone in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, God, I really don't want to start a conversation. But it really didn't. Or like, I don't want to start a fight. I, I wouldn't yeah. have a conversation about like, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not there to be like, and then everyone abortion. Is yeah. You know? Just, yeah, for that's sure. Not, that's not how you're going to change anyone's mind. Anyway. So I just wanted to have, I, I didn't want it to cause a thing, but like nobody said anything. And it was just kind of one of those things where it was like, Hey, we're all just here. We're all just human. Yeah. We're just human girls that like yeah. to dress up. Cause that's the other thing too. Everybody was dressed up, whether mm-hmm. they were dressed up in a Taylor Swift costume, whether a girl came in a dinosaur costume, I really, I'm sure there's some sort of lore that I did not quite understand that. An inside um, joke. Inside joke for Swifties. I was on the outside of that one, but, you know, people loved it. I think she won the costume contest. And even with Barbie, like, everyone was dressed up, especially that first mm-hmm. showing. You know, you'd stand and look around. Everybody's wearing pink and everybody's really excited and happy. Everybody's, yeah. like, you know, laughing together, crying together. Yeah. And I think it's just, we really needed this, like, camaraderie really needed yeah. as humans we just needed a time where we're not so concerned about like politics we're not so concerned about yeah. like I don't want to say like our health but like you know like the panorama was hard on a lot of people a lot of people lost family members um you know it, it was just such a difficult time so I think yeah I think we were all starved for that what are your thoughts about the tweet and about like girlhood and all that other stuff 
Well, as you've kind of mentioned in like in the intro, I think you and I are just different in this way because I haven't experienced that camaraderie that you experienced. Like to be honest with you, sorry. I mean, like I just I'm not really like I would I would have gone to the Swifty thing if it was just to be with you guys. I would have gone to Barbie if it was like just to be with you guys. But it's not like something that I'm gonna like force Andy to go to or like go alone. You know. Right. But what would you say to like those of us that? can't relate like those of us that like don't we're not on the barbie train we're not on the taylor swift train we're not on the little mermaid train like i think it can be something that we can share but i can't necessarily like relate i'm not going to be like going out to people saying hey barbie and giving them you know a friendship bracelet like i can't relate to that but i don't know and i imagine there are other people out there that just aren't they have other things they're dealing with or other things they're worried about than like going and seeing Barbie. So I don't know. I mean, I love, I love that like there is this thing that this unifying force and I can definitely feel it. And I'm, that's the part that's fun to me is just doing something fun with friends. It doesn't really have to do with like pink or Taylor Swift. Exactly. It doesn't have to do with the thing. And for, for you and for others, like, it does. Like, you were you were really excited to see Little Mermaid. You would have been at Little Mermaid if you were alone, if it was the middle of the <laughs> night, if it was in the middle of a tornado. Like, you were going to go because that means a lot to you. But I'm wondering how those of us that just aren't – we don't have that similar, like, interest, how can we share in this experience? Great question. I think that – the overall experience, the overall message of it all is just kind of like womanhood and, yeah. and or I'm sorry, sisterhood is more yeah. what it is, I think. And mm-hmm. I think you kind of made some good points. And I think that what you were saying about just going to be with your friends, I think mm-hmm. that that is kind of one of the things that people who aren't feeling that like, oh, I don't really care about Barbie. Because there are tons of people who didn't really care about Barbie that were girls. And I think that just the idea of just going with your friends and then maybe finding things that you feel excited about that are like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something. Is there a movie coming out that you're like super excited about? No. Okay. But, but like, there are plenty of things like, you know, I can think of like, I would love to take everybody to Top Golf. You know, that would be really fun to me. Things like that, I think. Like, just being able to share in each other's experiences. And can I share one thing about the Barbie thing, and then we can can move on? Yeah. Something, and I just want to, like, put this out there. When we were at – when we were trying to go to that Barbie brunch, I felt really intimidated by, like, all of the women in pink, all of the women that – okay – this sounds very prudish, but like there were a lot of really revealing outfits and you and me and Elise and Caitlin were probably the most modestly dressed. I felt very, very uncomfortable with the hyper femininity, to I, be honest that, with you. Okay, okay, okay. And I think it's because like, I think it's because probably an insecurity because I didn't feel like I was measuring up to the other women in that were standing in line that were participating. So I just want to like put it out there that if you're feeling like, like maybe you can't, you're not going to be the first to jump on this bandwagon and maybe it's because of an insecurity or maybe it's just because you're not interested or maybe a combination of both. Like me, you have a friend in me. I feel you. I get that. And like, 
you have a space in this conversation. You don't have to be like yes. all in. No. And I can admit I'm probably not the majority of people. Um, mm. The majority of people are probably more closer to you. But um, I wanted to add, oh, the other thing I wanted to add was I saw another tweet from a girl who said that she never really felt feminine or, or like hyper feminine or mm-hmm. anything like that. She was went to see the Barbie movie with her friends and it kind of felt good to kind of just like mm-hmm. relax a little bit. And she said yeah. that she had, when she was younger, she had stopped saying pink was her favorite color because she felt like, oh, I that's just too much. And it's I too, think, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying that that's anyone here because, you know, Mm -hmm. there's everybody. We all have different experiences. But I just want to say, like, you don't have to feel super, like, you have to be hyper-feminine. Yeah, That is just some some people, yeah, to enjoy it. And that's just some people's personality. And, like, your experience is completely valid. I -hmm. mean, it was definitely very hyper-feminine vibes, 100%. Um, And a lot of the women, surprisingly, were a lot older than us. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I thought they'd be around my age, and the girls in front of us were my age, I think. But mm-hmm. a lot of people behind us were like thirties, forties, maybe even some ladies in their fifties. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, so I understand, kind of feeling a little intimidated with that. I, your feelings are valid, and I think that you're not the only person who feels that way in mm-hmm. hyper feminine situations. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you do try to feel that way, I think kind of just remembering that you're... As long as you're a girl, like, this is your space. Exactly. Period. Like, and I... Yes, exactly. Like, as lo- you're you're feminine either way. Like, it doesn't really... Yeah. It doesn't really doesn't matter. how it manifests. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. No, I'm just that's... getting excited about this. Sorry, no. I didn't mean to cut you off like a million times. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. And I'm glad that you're giving this perspective because like I'm mm-hmm. giving a perspective and you're giving a different perspective. And I think that the whole thing being about like sisterhood is what's important. So even if someone yeah. were to not necessarily be super like feminine or anything like that, I think they should be able to enjoy spending time with their friends. So like For you sure. said about Top Golf, I would attend a Top Golf event because I've been invited. I could not care less about that. But if a friend <laughs> invites me, I'm going to go. Right. And if mm-hmm. we all go together, that's like, well, all us girls, that's sisterhood. That's, that's fun. Point. We're having yeah. fun. If, if there's a girls' night, that's fun. Yeah. You know, we see yeah. another, uh, what is it called? The groups over there, another mm-hmm. girl group. Hey, girl. Yeah, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know, and we can talk about finances or we can talk about boys. Like it just, (laughs) you know, which one I'd rather talk about. But anyway, um, so like it just, the idea is more of just like the sisterhood, not necessarily the hyper feminine, femininity about it. Um, So yeah. And like the fat, for example, like Barbie, like it had all the fashion, all that stuff. If you're not really interested in that, I can totally understand not really caring. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it makes you any less of a woman or any greater of a woman. It's just, yeah. We all have different interests. But I do think it's well, like... That was really sweet. I loved that little segment. Okay. Are you no. done with this? Co- okay, I thought you were No, like, no, 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 no. I, I thought we were done. I'm, I'm sorry. done with this conversation. No, no, no. I, no I'm you're sorry. Right. We, should, no. we should move on. No, no. no what were you going to say? Spoken. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I want everyone to feel welcomed and loved in the sisterhood. You, Everybody mm-hmm. is... We're all girls, like... Look out yeah. for each other. Girl code, Ariana. 
But anyway, Ariana Grande, if y'all been keeping up with that. All right, next story. Do you next know what I'm story. Thank you. For, no, but thank you for your <laughs> kindness and your acceptance. Okay. Ariana Grande is dating one of her co-stars for the Wicked movie that was married, and they all hung out together before. And she just had a baby less than a year ago. Are you trying to make a story about that? No, no, no. That's not a story. It's just I'm upset. I, I feel like that definitely could be. That. Yeah, I thought she was better than that, but I was wrong. Oh, so you were saying girl code like at? Yeah, okay. like Understood. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tagging on, her, girly, like that's really against girl code. Anywho, all right, let's do the one about birth control. Okay, so this next story is brought to you by Evie Magazine. And I think you guys might have heard about this. It was, people were talking about it for a while. And I think it's, we should talk about it. Okay, so the FDA approves the first birth control pill available without a prescription. For the first time ever, an over-the-counter birth control has been approved by the FDA. This development is being marketed as a huge step forward for women. But there are many factors that need to be considered. In a groundbreaking development, the FDA approved a daily oral contraceptive pill known as Opil for over-the-counter sale last Thursday, or a couple Thursdays ago. (laughs) The approval allows Opil, which comes in tablet form, to be sold over-the-counter in a variety of platforms ranging from online markets to drugstores, convenience stores, and grocery stores. Patrizia Cavazzoni, the director of the FDA's Center for Drug Evaluation Research remarked, quote, today's approval marks the first time a non-prescription daily oral contraceptive will be available option for millions of people in the United States. People. (laughs) Wow, we literally have, (laughs) yeah, people. And is the FDA biased? Because we just said people. People. She added that when used as directed, daily oral contraceptive such as opil is, quote, this is what she's saying, is safe and is expected to be more effective than currently available non-prescription contraceptive methods in preventing unintended pregnancy, end quote. The approval of over-the-counter daily oral contraceptives is being painted as a significant step forward in empowering individuals to take control over their reproductive health. But very few conventional medical experts are willing to also educate their patients on the negative side effects that come from the pill. Lauren, a family nurse practitioner who goes by at Natural Nurse Mama on Instagram, is one of the many who have discussed the pill's potential to cause chronic health issues. Lauren explains that while birth control is often a sensitive topic, it's essential to understand its effects. Quote, Birth control shuts off communication between the brain and the ovaries, and that has a ripple effect throughout the entire body. Lauren claims that the pill classified as a group one carcinogen can lead to chronic gut issues and nutrient depletion. She explains that synthetic hormones in the pill have been associated with increased risk of heart attack and blood clotting since 1960s. Further potential adverse effects include Everybody listen to this. Liver tumors, increased risk of Crohn's disease, likelihood of being prescribed antidepressants, and depletion of vital nutrients necessary for mood stabilization, pregnancy, and regular menstrual cycles. Clinically, Lauren has noticed consistent patterns in women on the pill. Listen to this. 
such as a deep-rooted fungal infection like canadia. These can lead to chronic health issues, including headaches, fatigue, gut issues, weight gain, low libido, anxiety, and depression. Post-pill conditions such as PCOS, liver congestion, and infertility are common, yet often overlooked by conventional medicine. Before we start hanging out, handing out the pill to women over the counter, we need to ensure there is a proper education about what the potential side effects and dangers are or else there will be many more health issues around the country that can cause more harm than good. This wasn't even the entire article, but I just thought those parts were very, very important to read. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts? Well, I think there are, this is a multi-level kind of conversation. There's obviously the societal effects. Um, there's the history of the, of the pill. There's the individual effects, the individual physical effects, the individual mm. spiritual effects, and the individual emotional effects, mm. psychological effects as well. So this is a this is a really complex conversation, and I want to I want to kind of take it everywhere. But let's first start off with I can understand the desire to control your body. I can understand the desire to prevent pregnancy, to to not have children right now. I can understand. I can understand why, especially if you believe in conventional reproductive health, why a post-Roe world might mean more access to birth control. There are plenty of pro-lifers even who believe that a post-Roe world means more access to birth control. And I think a lot of pro-lifers would say that birth control prevents abortion, but these are these I know that I know that there there are people that get annoyed when we kind of put birth control in the abortion camp yeah. of discussion, but they're really related because mm-hmm. think about the mentality that that birth control contributes to. Think about the narrative. The narrative is that consequence free sex exists and you're entitled to it. Mm. And if you believe that, then you're probably not going to have much of a problem with abortion. So there is a narrative that that this is pushing, and it, re- it really requires like strong convictions to be resistant to mm-hmm. the, the narrative because mm-hmm. you can you can turn on you know the Daily or the New York Times, and normally like, of course they're like slightly left leaning, but like. You hear reproductive health and you think, sure, of course, you know, so you have to have like, you have to be hyper aware of the narrative that's being pushed. I could go, I could go so many different directions. I could talk about the history of birth control and like the NAACP originally did not approve of it because of its eugenics history. This is not by, this is not false information either, you guys, like plenty of black Americans when it first came out were did not approve of it. Plenty of feminists even approved of it because they said this was a tool of the patriarchy. This is going to be used to to push us further into the workforce, but in a oppressive way. Um, geez, it's disappointing to me that there are conversations about not needing any kind of um age limit on this like i had to scan my id to get nyquil yesterday but i imagine in progressive states you're not going to need any kind of id or anything like that um i know somebody who 
was given like the pill and she had like really, really intense heart palpitations and was not, was not given any, any idea that this could cause it. I mean, it's really, really dangerous. I think to have these things so accessible, I think it has all kinds of implications for the individual and for society. So what do you think? What were your initial thoughts? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Um, numerous times throughout your thoughts and I kind of want to piggyback a little bit off of what you said toward the beginning I don't remember if Sav and I talked about it during the podcast or when we had our own personal conversation but um I used to actually I think it was on the podcast because she said this as well so we both were talking about how we used to be like the only issue was abortion um there's nothing more to it um it's just don't have abortion don't have abortion And the more you learn about abortions, the more you learn about, like, how do we get there? And you want to truly start to look at roots. You kind of realize it's a full spectrum. It's not just don't have abortion. So I think that people, people, uh, like you said, many pro-lifers, I've been in, you know, group chats with other pro-lifers and mentioned something about birth control. And they're like, how can you be against birth control? And, you know. Many people think this and it takes time to like really think out the full process of everything to come to the conclusion that we have, but it truly is like, and I know, and like you said, people don't like it to lump together, but it, it does go together because the only reason why you will have an abortion is if you are pregnant. The only way you have, you get pregnant is through sex. Yeah. And if you are, and you know, we're not talking about the, you know, point. 1%, 1%, we're talking about the majority, 90, mm-hmm. 99.9%. Um, if you are living um, a lifestyle where, like you said, um, you use the term, what was it, like, uh, free sex? Not free sex. Consequence-free like, sex. Consequence-free sex. Um, whether you have um, the, act, the, the pill or not, it, it's, you're not going to have the mindset to um what am i trying to say the more sex you have increases the possibility for you to get pregnant which increases the possibility that you would consider an abortion when you are having consequence free sex you're not thinking like it just becomes part of hookup culture is it just becomes something that you're doing it's not really something that you think about and i do think as a Christian, and I'm only speaking as a Christian, I was accused of slut-shaming the other day. I'm not trying to slut-shame anyone. I'm mm-hmm. talking as a Christian. Sex isn't, sex should be important. It shouldn't be just something that you willy-nilly do that is just like this thing that we sometimes do. And here we go, we're throwing in consequence free. And I think once we stopped like putting sex on a pedestal once we stopped mm-hmm. saying that like it's this great and it's important we start looking for ways to do it however whenever with whoever once we start looking at yeah. however whenever with whoever we wanted to make sure we could do it however whenever with whoever without having any consequences once we found out we can have it uh, without consequences then we got a consequence we can hurt others we can hurt others in the process exactly then we got and that's how we got to here so i think that you know this easy accessibility to, to birth control is not going to help the way they think it is. And I believe 
you know, don't quote me on this, but I believe there are some statistics that show that an increase of birth control does not necessarily equal a decrease in abortions. Exactly. Okay. 50% of abortion, 50% of women that have an abortion were using some kind of contraception. And I just want to say that how many 13, 14, 15, 16 year old girls can you think of that would be able to do to take the same pill every day, the same time of day. Listen, okay, this is a conspiracy theory of mine, but I think it's got some, I think it's got some, some stick. Let's hear it. This is a push of the abortion industry to increase profits because Mm. they know, they know you are going to fail at taking this pill. You are going to fail. And when you fail, you're going to come to us. And I think that's, it's just, setting girls up for failure i think i think it's just and and if you're pro-life like remember that a side effect of this kind of thing it, it prevents the uterine lining from thickening which is which creates a hostile environment to a conceived human being meaning if you conceive while on the pill a fail safe of the pill is is not letting your baby latch on your uterine wall, therefore killing him or her. So it has abortifacient side effects that people are not talking about, people are not aware of. Good Christian, even good Catholics, like are are not aware of people these things. Really are not aware of it. I, I used to think, oh yeah, birth control is whatever. I did not know that until I did my own research. People are not aware of it and people aren't talking about it because it's uncomfortable. It is yeah. so and they can't find they can't find stati- they can't find studies about it because yeah. any cuz like I've even tried looking it up like many times in different ways and like there are no studies about this. I mean, I can find a few because it it exists. I mean, it's a it is listed as a side effect right. if you look at these pills, but it's not like anybody's talking about it. It's definitely not like western medicine is going to give you any kind of indication that you could be having an abortion and not know it because if so many women would say no yeah and you know so we talked about that aspect it really isn't going to stop abortions and i think another thing and we've talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast and we'll keep talking about it um it's also not good for your health yeah i mean like the one thing that i just cannot stop thinking about i listen to this podcast of by Lisa Vitti. She has an amazing book. Everybody we should maybe read it one day as a as a as a class. Um but she said there were all these studies done to make sure Viagra helped men. I mean they did the moment any type of side effect, we gotta fix it. We gotta fix it. Mm. They barely did anything for the birth control. And yeah. that is just I mean, talk about patriarchy. That mm-hmm. just, I can't stop thinking about that. It hurts your body. It goes against what you're on the very, so um, we have episodes about it and we're going to, like I said, we're going to keep talking about it and I'll link some other yeah. episodes, but on the very micro, like surface level, it goes against what your body is designed to do. If it's it, not broken, don't fix it. Y'all. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it hurts you. It, it truly hurts you. There are other ways. Um, I'll link some podcasts that we've had. There are other ways if you 
are trying to, um, you know, not, con- if you know, within marriage and everything, you're trying not to conceive. And even if you are, never mind, I'm not yeah. even gonna, I'm not even gonna endorse that. Um, if you, we're not really, endorsing it, but like, it doesn't mean your body doesn't care if you're married or not. That's so. true too. That's true. So, you know, <laughs> we'll link all that stuff, but it, it, on the very basic level, you're going against what your body is literally designed to do. We as women are so amazing. I heard someone say like, um, we bring in, like we bring people into the universe. Mm. Like people do not exist until they're in us. And mm. then they leave whatever, wherever they are, their souls, wherever their souls yeah. are, comes through us. How amazing is that? Yeah. Why we do we want to, yes. Why do we want to mess that up? Why do we want to like get in the way of that? Um, that's just, you know, another spiritual thing, aspect of it. Anything else you want to add, Freeman? Um, no, I think, I think we have other, we have, we've talked about this at length in other podcasts. So if you want to go back, I've, I've given all kinds of spiels. Mallory has given all kinds of spiels. We could continue on this forever. So if you want to learn more, go, go look back at some of previous episodes because we talk at length about this issue. Yes. And we've even had special guests on to talk about it because I just think it's really important people are not really talking about this um and we have to be the ones to talk about it okay so our next story that we're going to do um is another story brought to you by ev magazine um we love them yes yes I'd love to have the um founder on the podcast that would be so cool if you're listening <laughs> just joking I doubt she listens but if you are you're you're always welcome to come on um, so this is titled, I have lots of thoughts and you have lots of thoughts. Um, and this is titled Chelsea Handler brags again about being child free points to a faulty study that claims single women are happiest. Here we go. The comedian is back to claim that her single childless life is much more exciting than that of a married mom. But the study she references turns out to be a dud. And there's much more research pointing to the fact that married moms are the happiest, healthiest demographic. Morgan Stanley's prediction in 2019 projected that 45% of women aged 25 to 44 would be single and childless by 2030, a demographic commonly known for its substantial economic contributions. However, the implications for the already dipping birth replacement rate in America society are concerning. Even so, comedian Chelsea Handler has made it her mission to champion the joys of living single and childless. Earlier this year, she shared an Instagram reel showcasing a day in the life of a childless woman, humorously highlighting her freedom to indulge in her own pleasures rather than attending to the demands of motherhood. Recently, Handler has resurfaced the topic with a new video aiming to convince skeptics of her blissful childless life. In response to a statistic cited by Adam Sosnick, Handler took to Twitter to share her views, stitching her video with Sosnick, and she confronted his presumptive, what's wrong with that? with a resounding nothing. She expressed her frustration with the notion that some men could digest the idea of a woman leading a fulfilling life without marriage or children, referring to it as small D-word energy. Sasa's belief that women who are childless, unmarried, and financially independent at 45 can't be genuinely fulfilled met with Handler's strong rebuke. Um, let me see. Let me scroll. Sorry. Um... Should we play? Should we play this? Or probably not. Sure. Cause the not? Other, cause, well, because the stitch talks really fast and then her responses are normal. So I don't know if people will be able to hear it. Let's, 
let's try it and then I guess if it's awful, we'll tell people to listen okay. to it. Listen up, Jedediah. I don't know if that's your real name or your sister wife name, but I have some downtime between my back-to-back -back champagne bunches this morning. According to Paul Dolan, who is a professor of behavioral science at the London School of Economics, which is a pretty good school, women who are single with no children are happiest. Dolan says that recent data shows that long-established traditional symbols of success, like marriage and motherhood, do not necessarily correlate with happiness levels. And if you don't believe me, just ask this happily married mom of four how things are working out for her. I really thought those two were gonna make it. I always heard that the couple who gives a town diarrhea together stays together. But apparently that's a no, no, no. Oh, and don't worry, Jedediah, this wine won't make me red or puppy. Since I don't have kids to pay for, I have extra money and I bought a hyperbaric chamber. So it's great for the skin, my circulation. So I can just drink and do as many drugs as I want. And then I come back in here and flip it and reverse it. <laughs> Peace be unto you. Okay, so that's the video. Um, Evie has um, some notes and stuff that, uh, I guess this was part of my free, um, reading. I'll link it so you guys can read the whole thing. And they have, like, a counterpoint to that, obviously. But I really, I wanted to discuss the Chelsea Handler of it all. Um, that's why I wanted to do it. It's just about the idea of being 44, single, and unhappy. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to go first. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so... As the 28-year-old single without any prospects, um, I think about this a lot, obviously. Um, most of my friends are married. Even my super young friends are married. Um, and it does cross my mind a lot because, A, I'm a girl and I am, as we've established, I'm a girly girl. So obviously I want to be married. I, obviously I wanted to have the beautiful wedding and, and the gowns and have bridesmaids. I wanted to do the whole the whole shebang and like find a nice prince and everything. But once you hit a certain age, you kind of have to realize that like um, your prince could come, but you need to be doing like you can't. You, you got to do something. So mm -hmm. that's why a lot of women are in the workforce. Part of the reason um, they're working and doing things, even though I would work but I definitely will be doing something completely different um I'd actually be doing something I love um so you know that's part of the reason why women are doing that but because after you hit a certain age you kind of you can't just you have to contribute to society it just isn't right yeah. if you don't so I think that um yeah so this is something I think about a lot a couple of things there was a tweet going around this week too, where someone was saying how they were in their late twenties, early thirties, and they were single. And they said, how often are you singles? Uh, is anyone getting hugs or being, having human touch? How often in your twenties and thirties are you having human touch if you're single and you're not dating? And you know, all these people were saying, you know, not all these people, but a couple of people were like, yeah, I just, I don't really have blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's really sad. I feel human touch almost daily. I cannot relate to that. I mm -hmm. also am a hugger. I also have really good friends. I, yeah. you know, my brother's my best friend. So like, I don't, I cannot relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, I go out, I do things. And I think, and not only that, like I do things outside of myself. Um, 
I think that's kind of what it, all that to say, I think it really what it boils down to, whether you're the 44 single cat lady that's never, you know, that's just sad and going to die alone. I think that all boils down to like, what are you doing in your singleness? I think mm-hmm. that's where conservatives, really, because that's who's kind of talking about this the most, that's where they get it wrong. Just because you do not get married, yeah, you know, before 25, doesn't mean you're going to die alone with cats, a super successful woman. It just means you didn't get married before 25. Because mm-hmm. there are plenty of people who are happy and fulfilled and who are doing things that are yeah. single. That's right. the part that I think we're really, really missing. Like, yeah, I can't really complain too much about the aspect of my life that I do not necessarily like. It's not because of my singleness. Like, it wouldn't change. Like, if I still had this thing, me being single, me being married wouldn't change that. The other aspects of my life that I love are just that I love. Like, I'm not going to, you know, like, I'm not sad because I'm single type of thing. Like, I'm not missing out on anything because I'm not a yeah. mom. Um, are these things that I desire? Absolutely. But you don't have to be super sad and lonely and, like... And living in the future, living in the what if. Right. And, like, be a cat lady. Because that's, I mean, that's another thing, too, that they're always talking about. Like, I mean, I don't even like cats like that. Like, you, you don't have to be all that just because you're single. Especially, you know, I was talking, I've talked to a couple of girls who are, um, I know I'm always talking to people. Um, I talked to a couple of girls who are, like, I would say they're... Um, I want to say she's like 22, 23, and she's single. And she was just kind of expressing to me that she's getting a little nervous. And um, and I'm like, 22, 23, that's still fairly young. I no problem with you getting married if you found the person, do it or not. Um, but I don't think that's, you shouldn't be thinking about your future as a cat lady at that point. I right. think sometimes we have, fa- we have like, um, I think cat lady stuff should, around 30, you know, that's when you should start thinking like, oh, is this going to, no, I'm just joking. I don't think you should ever be thinking about that. Cause like you can still yeah. have a nice, fun, successful, are you involved in your church? Are you mm-hmm. doing, um, are you doing, helping your friends? Are you having fun with your friends? Are you helping people in your community? Like there's just so many yeah. things that like, it doesn't have to be this awful, evil thing, like singleness. And my concern with everyone being such a hyper, like gotta get married, gotta get married, gotta get married is people are going to be settling. And what do I mean by settling? Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, I love that. And what do I, I mean by settling? That. I don't mean like, oh, he doesn't make a lot of money. I mean like he's addicted to pornography. Yeah. Um, but he says he's a Christian. I And let me tell you, there's tons of guys out there. When I say settling, I mean he um, is not um, mature. And I yeah. don't mean like, oh, he is. No, I mean like he's immature. Yeah. Like he is not ready. But he's a yeah. Christian, and you're so scared that you're going to get married. You're, you're going to be 30. That is my concern when mm-hmm. I see this. I am very pro getting married young. If I could do it again, I would. I mean, why would have. Ma- that doesn't make sense because I can't just marry myself. If I had <laughs> the option, I was going to say, I, would've I would married, like to. I would have liked to get married young. That's, that's what I mean. Because I was like, there's no one asked me. There's no way I would have been able to get married. Okay. Yeah. If I, if, 
if you I had, had your the choice. option, if I had the yeah. choice, I would have gotten married young. Sure. So I'm not against that at all. I just think that the idea that if you don't get married at like old, if you get married older than 25, or I'm sorry, if you don't get married before 25, you're going to be this evil, awful, like slob Chelsea Handler. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be Chelsea. I, I just reject that because I know that's just not true. I reject that premise. Um, you don't have to be like that. And Chelsea Handler, like, I think when people are discussing it, you make some good points. It does sound kind of like a selfish life. I don't know her full story. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't, she's not my type of humor. I know next to nothing about her, but from her, I'm childless and happy. Like, it does kind of almost feel like thou doth protest too much as well. Um, but then again, no one else is saying that childless and happy, like, no one else is doing that. So I understand, like, wanting to push against that narrative. But, you know, it does almost feel like thou doth protest too much. I think that you have to realize that your life path is your life path and try not to get into your head about like everybody else's. And this is coming from someone who labored. I mean, I labored over this marriage thing for years. I'm just Mm. now kind of being okay with like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like, Mm. do I desire it? Sure. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I can still have a nice, fulfilling life i can still do i can still be there for my friends i can still yeah. I, i'm still gonna be around babies like that's that's something that's gonna happen and realize i'm not in control of that at the end of the day like i said a couple minutes ago you can't marry yourself you have to meet somebody and if mm-hmm. that person you're supposed to be with doesn't cross paths with you then they just don't cross paths with you all that to say you don't have to live the chelsea hander life of Drinking wine in a hyperbolic chamber, that sounds lame to me too. Like, why are you drinking so much that you need a hyperbolic chamber? And why are you drinking by yourself? So, like, you don't have to live that life if you're single. Yeah. All right, that's it. No, I I thought this was a married woman. No, I completely agree with all of you. It makes me think about vocations, which is what you were getting at. Like, Mother Teresa wasn't called a married life. I mean, look how fruitful she was. I yeah. think we can produce fruits in ways other than physical fruits, like fruits of children. We can we can be spiritual mothers. We can we can have community. We can we can use our gifts in ways that maybe God we didn't plan to, but maybe the, those are the ways that God plans for us to. Yeah. So I wonder, you know. I also wondered, like, who is she trying to convince? I mean, you kind of touched on it. Like, why are you so hyper-concerned about me believing that you're happy? Like, if if somebody were to say, like, oh, Freeman and Andy, yeah, can't you see them? Oh, my gosh, no, they are so not happy. I'd be like, I'm sorry you feel that way, (laughs) you know? Right, right. That would be the extent of my concern. But, like, if we really were happy, I'd be like, what? Yes, we are. Like, why would you say that? What, did something happen? Did he say something? Did you see something? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I would be really concerned if I was mm-hmm. trying to, like, compensate for something. So mm-hmm. I'm just definitely worried for her that, like, this is taking so much of her time and energy that she feels <laughs> like she has to, like, that, like, she's so concerned about you and I believing her that she's really happy. I mean, if she was really happy, it shouldn't matter what we think. Yeah. And kind of piggybacking off of that, and I think that in your singleness, I mean, first of all, Paul says it's better to remain single anyway. So that's the first thing. Second thing, in your singleness, the Bible does say, like, this is the time to, like, as Christians, you know, she's definitely not a Christian, um, 
At least she doesn't claim to be and there's no fruit. I'm not trying to judge. Um, but, you know, as Christians, like, we're called to do things, to be active. And I, it, yeah. to me, I feel like singleness would really suck more if you're just, I'm waking up at 7 a.m. and I'm drinking till yeah. I need a hyperbolic chamber. Ha 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 ha. I haven't, you know, donated to my PRC. You wouldn't catch me folding clothes. Oh, yeah. Helping my neighbor's child, not today. They're slobbering, no thanks. Yeah, like, that seems like a sad life to me. The overall singleness, not so much. Like I said, you can do so much more. I mean, I even think about certain things, like, I can come and go as I please without having to run it by anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Exactly. Yeah, like, so there's... with that, I can possibly, you know, let's say I get a call in the middle of the night, just something right. And um, Jane from um, the pregnancy center in our town said, Mallory, we need someone to go and uh, do pick s- up a mom. Pick up a mom. I can. Going into labor. Go get her. Right, right. I can. Okay. All right. Give me a second because you'd have to call my phone three times. I do put it on do not disturb. So, you know, get a. All right, I'll do it. But you know, for example, like my mom has to tell my dad, has right. to, and you know, like there's just run so it much- by you guys and let you know exactly where I can just get up and going. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that, this is also why you know, um, I think singleness kind of exists because not everybody, like God, isn't we're not promised a spouse. And I know that's very mm-hmm. controversial. People get very like oh, about that, but we're not, yeah. we're not promised a spouse, and that's okay. God is so good either way. But I think that, like, in the singleness, you really, like, selflessness is really what singleness should also be about. And marriage should be about selflessness. Exactly. So your selflessness. Your whole life. Exactly. And it should be like a seamless, pretty much, like, the selflessness should be seamless. You should be learning your selflessness. Because when we're children, we're selfish. By the time I'm 28, by the time you're 28, you need to have a little bit of selflessness, okay? No, yeah. No shade to those who aren't, but, like, Chelsea, like, you need to have a little bit of selflessness. And I think that selflessness seamlessly works into your marriage, um, if that is what happens. And you could get married at 50 and have a wonderful, beautiful, fruitful marriage where you adopt kids that needed love or, yeah. you know, you have a Sarah moment where you have kids at 60. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. anything is possible. The idea is just to go along with what God has. Like God's plan is going to be so much greater than anything that you can come up with. And once again, I'm saying this as someone who like, I would not have said this three years ago. I would not have said this three years ago. So like, if you wow. were kind of like, oh, I don't about what I'm saying, like, I get it. I yeah. get it. But like, eventually you come to this conclusion. That's all I've got to say. Well, I think it's just important that, like, in our Christian spaces, we have a variety of vocations, a variety of stages of life. And it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean that anything anything you've done has contributed to just that this hasn't been God's plan for you. So I love that. I love that this space can be diverse in all the right ways. This was such a diverse episode. Um, Almost every single topic we've discussed we've had the diverse um yeah perspectives perspectives yeah and i think that's 
and we're gonna wrap it up. We actually had two more stories, but it's oh, over an hour. Um, so we're gonna wrap this up. Um, and I just think that Whoops. that's yeah. Whatever. Holy Spirit led conversation. Seriously, this was a good conversation, and I really do like that we have a different perspective because I really want to emphasize that like we all don't have to think exactly the same because we also have all had different life experiences and i think that really kind of encompasses it but here's what differs us from you know others is that we're all coming at this from we're saying that we are your sisters in christ that we are christians and we're coming at it from what we believe is a biblically based perspective so even if you disagree with a different perspective or if you disagree like just know that we're coming at it from this and you can have a conversation with us and on the app from just knowing that established part that like we're saying what we believe is biblically based yeah thank you guys everyone so much for listening um i hope you enjoyed this it was a different episode it wasn't you know not our usual like I don't know. It was a different episode. Yeah, but it. like last week we were like, are you flat phobic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last week was a little bit, a little sillier. This week was a little more yeah. serious. So let us know which one you prefer, serious or silly. We'll continue to do both, but it'd be nice to know which one you like. Um, and also share this episode with all of your friends. Uh, I think this is a great episode to share with friends who are kind of like on the fence about birth control or they're kind of on the fence about, um, what it means to be like Christian and like, what are your Christian beliefs on this? I think this is a great episode to share with them. I will come up with an idea for the question on Spotify and YouTube. Having the foggiest at this moment. It's also kind of late. Um, we could, we could ask, we could ask, are you going to be the first in line for Barbie? Or are you more going there with friends? Oh, that's a good one. Get people to think about this and you're invited even if you don't feel like you're completely on the bandwagon, you're still invited. Yes. And it's okay if you're not hyper feminine. Yeah. I want to reiterate that. It is okay. And it's okay um, if you are. If, if you're a Mallory, then we love it. You're here. And you know what's so funny? Just really quick. Um, I don't think I have any friends that are hyper feminine. Like, think about the people I hang out with. Yeah. I don't think I have a single hyper feminine friend, which is True. so funny True. to me. True. Like, like Elise's got chickens, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, like, that's so funny. Anyway, I don't know. That's just an interesting thing about another interesting fact about me. Um, but, yeah, let us know if you are going with your friends or if you're hyper feminine and you're like, oh, bye, 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 bye. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Make sure you are sharing. Oh, rate, review, subscribe. We really, really need some ratings, some more ratings on um, Apple Podcasts. That Good would enough. just, I mean, oh, you would be doing me a solid if you did that. So if you can leave a, a rate and review on the Apple Podcasts, subscribe, all that jazz. Thank you for listening. However, whenever you are. Bye. Peace.